and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 231 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we are going over SG1. Yes. Season 10. Uh huh. Episode 1. Guys, this is the last season premiere. I was later going to ask you how you feel with there being one season left of. SG-1. I keep feeling it. Like, I don't know if you noticed me pause before yeah. I went into what the episode was. Uh-huh. And then as I watched it, I was like, this is my last season premiere. Um, it's real. It's, it's real. It's real times. Um, season 10. <laughs> episode 1. Yes. Flesh and Blood. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Yeah. I will let you go. Oh, you're... my A.K.A. is Children Are Creepy. Yeah. I can't beat that. <laughs> A.K.A. the last one. Um, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling ten seasons. Well, here's it's like a dual edge thing for me because I know we still have you know we still have a, multi, a couple seasons of Atlantis. We haven't even touched Universe yet. Um, we still have seasons to go. Yeah. But there's a difference when it's SG one. Yeah. Um, and there's also this thing of we're on episode two hundred and thirty-one yeah. when we started this podcast. Holy crap, guys! And we were like on you know season one, episode five. We're still doing it. Yep. There, as much as we intended to go all ten seasons, I didn't think we were gonna I make it. Me neither. <laughs> Like, we weren't even sure that the friendship was going to make it. We were yeah. new to each other. We were fairly new to each other. And we're like, this is a big investment, but we're not going to think about that. Here we that. go. We're going in. You jump, I jump, Jack. This may be <laughs> the only time we talk each week, but yeah. maybe we'll do the podcast. Especially now in the in the, oh <laughs> in the time of, of whatever this is. Um, this is the one time we get to see each other, which I'm grateful for now. Which, the fun thing that you guys don't hear is, uh, I've been here for, what, an hour? Yeah, <laughs> we've just been sitting here. And we've just been sitting here, like, with all the stuff set up. We socially just... distanced, oh, but... Oh, 100% yeah. socially distanced. We're even facing the same direction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but talking about everything else, because we don't get to do our chit-chat during the week. Yeah, because we, like, I mean, we, technically we do see each other every day at we work. We do. But it's in our group meeting. <laughs> it's, uh, we see each other's face every day. Yeah. Uh, and we do t- talk over, uh, texts. Often. Often. Yeah. Every day. But it's not the same as, like, shooting the shit. Yeah, as, like, being able to slide over to someone's cubicle. I know. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good training for if somebody has to move far away. You know, we joked about how originally when they separated our seats in the office, how they did it just because we was, we couldn't stop talking to each other. They went to extreme lengths this time, Grace, to yeah. get us to stop talking Little do day. they know that we <laughs> just get louder the farther you pull us from each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because I forget that technically in our setup, I'm not the loud one, but that does not mean I'm not loud. I was reminded recently um, that I have a loud family Yeah. to the point where one of my, um, one of my aunts called what my sister does, 
she calls her the sonar. Yeah. Because from anywhere, yeah. you can hear her. <laughs> oh, I have been blamed for talking loud my entire life, and it's just my normal voice. It's just a thing where it penetrates walls. Yeah. Like I've always will... thought I was quiet, but I'm like, no, no, I'm just quiet in relation to some of the people I'm around, which are also very particularly loud. It, it, here's the, here's. It's like thinking that you're not smart because you hang out with, um, uh, oh god, I just lost his name. Your guy. My my dude. Your dude. Wait. Which your dude? main cosmos dude. Oh, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. It's like if you hung out with Carl Sagan your yeah. whole life and was like, I'm not that smart. Exactly. I mean, Carl's smarter. I will say this. Um, in recent years, um, I have gone back and encountered some of the people who I used to experience every day and went, oh, that's what a loud person sounds like. <laughs> and there's, I've been like, you can take it down a notch and I went this is how people feel when I talk (laughs) we'll be in the car and Nick's like seriously my face is like three feet from yours yeah (laughs) Uh, well and I've learned it's very charming because I've learned that you and domestic partner boyfriend fiance Jesse are very similar in that the more excited Uh you get about something the louder and faster it comes yes Um, and, and like like bartender husband Nick, yeah. sometimes I'm like, you gotta slow it down. You gotta, you gotta stop. But I also, what what Jesse doesn't get is I get the arm flails. Like, oh. you've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I just start jump. Like, I can't sit still. Yeah. I get Jiminy I get as well. I yeah. get major wiggles. <laughs> Guys, we're on episode 231 and we are almost through the, you know, the one thing I did want to say. Yeah. Uh, that just came back to me. Here's what I'm excited about is once we get through SG1. Yeah. I'm going to go back and watch it again. It's because a, I can now. Because you, you can. Um, so I was always scared to go back and watch the early seasons because I didn't want to get into binge mind. Oh, yeah. And then get to a part where I could no and longer watch. And you can't watch. binge. Yeah. I will also say it's really fascinating going back. And like many series, I find the same thing. Um, I, I've done two watch-throughs of Supernatural now, with uh-huh. the exception of these last, you know, few yeah. episodes. Um, which is coming soon, thankfully. Um, you realize how small the story was when we started. Yeah. And you also sort of make these extra connections that you don't, even going through and watching it, you know, once per week and even dissecting it like we do, you'll make these connections. Because I'll be honest, there's connections that yeah. I couldn't say Yeah. in these because they would have been spoilers. Right. Um, I just think of how the show's grown when yeah. I think of... When you think of, like, the episode that we're about to go over, Flesh and Blood. Oh, yeah. It's huge. There's all this military. There's a bunch of effects. It's an interesting, intricate, detailed writing. Yeah. And then you think back to episodes like Emancipation. Uh-huh. Like, it might as well have been, and nothing against these shows, but it might as well have been, like, Xena or Hercules. You know what I mean? 100%. It's just, the show has changed. The show has dramatically changed. Yeah. And the scope of the show has changed. I think we watched the writers like this again this is not saying they were shitty writers to begin with but we've watched the writers evolve and their storytelling evolve yeah it's well everything's grown yeah everything's grown and the show started with this again this small ideas Mm -hmm. these small stories these single week by week things yeah to this big complicated spider web of a 
world. Yeah, because you can't come into the season 10 and, like, explain who all these people no. are at this point. It really is. It's a it's a really cool... It's a... Um, You've had to earn. It's a cool example of world building. Mm-hmm. It's so... Like, we've watched them yeah. do the world building. It's all... Like, I wonder how much of this came in knowing and how much of it developed. And even... I think Sam has the line in this episode, you know, where they're talking about the odds against them and all this kind of stuff, yeah. and she even calls back, she's like, when we first went yep. through the gate, we had no odds in our favor nope. of defeating the Gould. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's been really, it's a long, weird thing. I'm excited that we're still here. I am very grateful that I've had a Nixie Yay! to be my cohort through this, my guide through this world beyond <laughs> the world. <laughs> um, I'm beyond hyped. The I'm hyped. Um, what a weird emotional day it's been. I'm it's also, also... Oh, go ahead. I was like, I'm also kind of excited that after this, I'll be able to show you the beautiful behind-the-scenes book that I got. That's the one that was designed for the cast and crew. Oh, my God. Um, that has all of these memories and all these behind-the-scenes photos, but yeah. I haven't been able to show you any of it. Jeez, yeah. Because there's a lot of it that talks about season 10 still. Right, right. And so I couldn't even tell you who signed it. Like, I have Ben Browder's signature in it, and I couldn't oh, wow. even tell you that. Because I, I couldn't tell you that Ben Browder was on the because show. Because why did Ben Browder <laughs> sign it? That's not Jack. Exactly. Well, it's funny. Somebody commented on last week's episode about yeah. when Daniel shot the crystals. Yeah. How that was such a Jack move, and I was like, "It is." Oh shit, it is. Hundred percent. Oh shit, I forgot about Jack. He spent. How so did much- I forget about Jack? <laughs> he spent way too much time with Jack. But but it's just like just that idea that I was actually forgot about the guy who yeah. is, you know, eighty percent of the show. Yeah. I don't know what number, but I mean RDA. Yeah. Uh, is the show? I have a little bit of a talk. There's a moment in this episode where I sort of call back to, you know, when RDA was, when, when Jack was leading the team and yeah. not um, Cam. Yeah. But anyway. Before we get into that. Yeah. Besides playing lots of Tomb Raider. Yeah. Any other pop culture-y things for you? Oh, for me. Um, finally started watching Lovecraft. Oh, it's Lovecraft so good. Country. So Amazing. good. It's beautiful. I want to go back and rewatch the last episode because I think there's a lot I missed. There's just this. Be- I, we've only gotten the first one in because we're watching it together. Yeah. Um, there's something really beautiful. Jordan Peele is amazing. Yeah. But there's something about him taking these realities of who H.P. Lovecraft was and not hiding them. No. But using them to empower his narrative. Yeah, I think it's a really fascinating way that he's telling that story. And it's not just in a look how shitty of a person he's right. trying to love. Because he, that, it, it's like showing and not telling. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, and he also didn't just sweep it under the rug and no. it's like, this is mine now. The way that they did, I just saw that. Uh, was it uh, uh, the the P.T. Barnum film with uh, uh, which one? The the most recent one with uh, with, with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman, where they just swept yeah. all of yeah, that yeah, under yeah. the That's rug. That's what I mean. Like, there's none of that <laughs> happening. They're like, no, no, we're gonna be honest and truthful, and we're gonna use that to still empower what we're yeah. trying to say. 
Uh, and uh, I'm dying. I want everybody's wardrobe. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> dear, dear God. Uh, so we watched that, and um, I have to take a minute, and I know everybody's social media feeds are already flooded with this, but my God. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that for sure, because that... Um, so it's Saturday morning when we yeah. recorded this, and I think at this point we probably are, have all heard... Um, that we lost one of the greatest kings of all time. Yeah, like, I I have, like, goosebumps that just shot through my body. Yeah, um, the greatest actor, we, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. That was... So I have a bad trend. We play a meditation track instead of a snooze alarm every morning, and I have noticed that I sometimes have a very bad habit, which is very anti-meditation, mm-hmm. of, while it's playing, cruising Twitter. Oh, don't do that. They're the two most opposite things in the world. So it was 5.30 this... It was 5.25 this morning. Yeah. When I opened Twitter and 95% of my feed was Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And it feels... I mean, in fairness, I don't know. It was nice that it wasn't politics for once. Yeah. What a shitty thing to say. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It, it was just one of those where somehow, you know, we've lost a lot of people this year. We've lost a lot of a lot of things this year. And somehow this hit unexpectedly hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. And um, there's something to be said about the grace and dignity of this human being. Yeah. Um, and... I'm glad that somehow, some way, his privacy was respected until the end. Hundred percent. I don't. I'm because of what paparazzi can be and what things like TMZ can be. And, and I'm I'm really glad that what he chose to stay private stayed private until yeah. it wasn't anymore. Yeah, I, I, that's I think the part that I find most amazing in a good way about it is that you know he continued his life continued working in very physically and emotionally grueling way yeah while also having treatment yeah for cancer and well and for it to not be something public like and that's I'm, I'm i mean just, like yeah grateful grateful this, i mean doing all of that while also doing this other battle yeah without having the media know about it yeah and without it getting out, I think is amazing in a good way. It, there's this, a, there's, there's so many things in our world right now that have hurt our faith in each other as yeah. human beings. Yeah. And our faith in humanity as a whole, a lot of times. There's just so much out there that makes us feel like we're all alone and yeah. isolated and uh, and that we can't trust anyone. And and what I'm trying to find in this sucky, crappy, <laughs> shitty situation yeah. is something to hold on to. And it's this idea that there are some people that we can still have faith in. Yep. And we know the you know, we've got sometimes our personal friends, but this world is so isolating right now 100%. that it's hard even to remember that. But... So I like to think of this situation, um, and, and Chadwick's battle was his, yep. and it was known by his family, mm-hmm. and whoever else he decided was appropriate to know, and that's it. And all of these people were able to 
keep that. Yep. And that it didn't become some front page people thing that he had to then speak on. Yeah. Um, also, so- I just want to say, and this is with all the energy and all of the, like, um, rage and fuel in my soul, fuck cancer. Yeah, oh, God. Like, Don't even... Fuck you so fucking much. Yeah. Um, super fuck you. Yeah. 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 Um, definitely not one of my favorite things. Super not. Um. Super not. I agree. There's a lot of people in this world that I wish I'd gotten to meet that I didn't get to because of cancer. Yeah. As we're, as we're having this conversation, <laughs> there's a domestic partner, boyfriend, Jesse, <laughs> inside the house making faces at us. <laughs> so that's my cue to move it on to... Hey, um, we'll just big say digital hugs to all of y'all. We'll just say Wakanda forever. Rest in power. Yes. Chadwick Boseman. Um, yeah, I did not have. I, I'll say the only real interesting pop culture thing that I did this week is I have rewatched The Witcher. Okay. Um, because the special came out on Netflix which was not long enough and did not focus nearly enough on the song for me to find <laughs> joy. So I've rewatched, uh, remembered that Jaskier, I, as much as, as much as, um, the Witcher's cool, as much as Geralt sure. is awesome, as much as his voice is like some weird magic timber that is like a complete harmonic in and of itself. Uh-huh. It's, it's all about Jaskier. Yeah. It's hundred percent. Um, I still think, was it uh, Brother Matt that shared this with us? The relationship between yeah. Geralt and Jaskier yeah. is Shrek and Donkey. It's Shrek and Donkey. <laughs> and and I I'm love that fine so with much. that. It's appropriate. I have, we also got a new preview for the Vox Machina yes. animated series. Which... I want to share how proud I was because yeah. I am in a group text yep. with Brother Matt and Nixie. Uh-huh. And, and let me tell you that this family... <laughs> is finger in the pulse. Uh, their finger's not on the pulse. Their finger in the pulse <laughs> of everything social media related. So anytime I need news, I just wait for the chat, the group text to chime. We, uh, we and tend I to... beat them to it. <laughs> we tend to tell you about whether it's pop culture news, political news. Actual news. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Because I need to pay attention to... <laughs> Great. Well, you have to understand that Matt and I also have a sibling uh, rivalry to see who can give info the other faster. Well, well that's what I mean. Yeah. And so I've gotten caught in the midst of it, which is great for me because I'm lazy Yeah. when it comes to that. And yeah. also because when I'm at work, I'm like, I sink myself into it yeah. with the blinders on. Um, and so <laughs> I've, I've told... Um, domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse this yeah. before, and I'll say it to you. I said... I can't think of two people better suited to be in the industry that they're in. <laughs> they are absolutely one million percent in the appropriate industry. We've mentioned it before. We essentially do the same thing and came at it from the most opposite end yeah. humanly possible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my my <laughs> my moment of pride this week was getting the Vox Machina thing to the to the the yeah. brother Matt and to the Nixie before. Yeah. They got it to us. But the behind the scenes, it look, it was nothing groundbreaking that we didn't already know, but it was still real fun, and I love it so much. And the uh, most recent Origins book had just come out, which yeah. I devoured in about an hour and a half. Nice. And 
I then just went, you know what? No other media is satisfying any sort of itch for me right now. <laughs> I'll just go back and continue watching Vox Machina from where there I left go. off last. Done and done. Um, which was right after Killbox. Nice. So. That's a good one. I'm just going back and rewatching Vox Machina. <laughs> I need to read that other, the other Origins, the new one, but it's we real, haven't bought it. It's real good. We're waiting for Christmas because money. It's, anyway. It's real, it's, real, it's real good. Guys, I swear to God, we're here for Stargate. We are. Are we not? We are. Okay. Once Ready? upon a time, there was a show named Stargate. Wait, my notes went to the bottom. Hold and up. And then there Hold was up. two girls who were like, let's watch this show Stargate. <laughs> and then flash forward five years into the future, and they're still watching we're this show. We're still watching. So July 14th, 2006. <laughs> um, I have now graduated college. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's where this has jumped to. This is written by Robert C. Cooper, directed by William Waring. Um, did you notice who was in the opening credits? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. That's part of my notes. Uh-huh. In all capital letters. Yeah. Our girl, Vala. Yeah. I, didn't, I You were wondering if she'd come back, and I bit my tongue. Yep. <laughs> She's back for good. Fuck yeah. And when I say good, I mean one season. For 19 more episodes. <laughs> Um, so previously on, remember how shitty the last episode was? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst um, things. And, uh... Basically I, the year 2020 yeah, for Stargate. Yeah, basically yeah. in one episode. Uh, actually, the year 2020 continues into this episode in for Stargate. In the year 2020. I do like how they brought back Orlin footage just to remind us that everything the Book of Origin says is a lie, just in case you weren't sure. In case you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so when we come into the episode, those four RI ships are just... Heading wherever we don't know yet. Yep. They're, they, we know in retrospect they're heading to Chulak, but we mm-hmm. don't know that at the moment. Vala's in the middle of labor. Well, at the end of labor, I guess. Uh huh. She she uh, she she births a girl. Yep. And Toman and the midwives just whisk that girl away without letting Vala even um, see her. That's totally normal. That's fine. That's things. Well, at least they were trying to, and then the prior comes in speaking origin-ish. Uh-huh. Origin-ish? Sure. Origin-ish? Yeah. Or, I don't know. Obviously, Vala wants to, you know... Originian. Hold the child that she Just carried and... shoved out of her vagina? She, you know, yeah. I was trying to think of what Chris Hardwick used to do it. Front pooped? Was it front pooped? Front pooped, pooped. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Ori tells yeah, Vala... Yeah, front butt. <laughs> the prior tells Vala that her child belongs to all who follow the path. Mm. And Tomit translates his last phrase is, From one, all will learn. And Tomit realizes what the prior is putting down. The kid is the Orasi. She will be the beacon of light in the darkness. To the warriors of the Ori and all who follow the true path, to salvation, and she will lead a glorious victory over all the unbelievers. Ew. That's all I got is ew. Or a sigh. Sorry, I pronounced it wrong. Yeah. Um, what do you do? What do you do if you're Vala here? Um. What do you do? I don't know. Do you kill the baby? Uh, do you steal the baby? I might be in the steal the baby route. Yeah. Um, I also like You were Daniel. the chosen one. <laughs> That's my AKA. (laughs) (laughs) You meant to balance the force. (laughs) Not leave it in darkness. (laughs) That's my new AKA. You are my brother. 
this sigh weird baby thing. <sighs> I uh, do like how Daniel points out later it's not a child. It's not a no. It's not a child. I yeah, I think the move and I think this would have been Vala's move too, but circumstances didn't quite allow. No. Is steal it. Yeah. Steal the baby. Steal the baby. Um and then run with the baby. Yep. Run with baby like football carry yeah. that baby out of that room. As it starts growing in yep. your hands. Yeah. So credits. Yikes. With Claudia with Black. Claudia Black. I like that Michael Shanks gets the and Michael yeah. well, Shanks. Well, he has since he came back. That's right. He has since he came back. Um, I just want the theme song to just be Claudia Black. Claudia Black. Can we just rewrite the Stargate theme to just be like, Claudia Black. Claudia, Claudia, Claudia Black. Watch out for the Claudia. I'm for it. It's time. So, don't forget about Sam. Oh, right. She's still hanging out. Just fucking chilling in space. Literally just chilling in the most, like, the most chill that you could ever, like, the most you could ever hang (laughs) anywhere. She's literally just hanging out in space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could not hang further, like, there are like stoner surfers in Northern California yeah. who that would be goals for them yeah, to and be they that able to hang. They can't chill that hard. No. Uh, Do you even chill, bro? She's just she's floated a little further from the from now. the super gate. Yeah. Among all the broken parts of ships, calling into her calm, mm-hmm. calling into the void. Yep. Um. Can I just say nightmare? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, eventually it becomes a nightmare. And do we know how many hours she's been out there? She's four been and a half. Few. Okay, four and a half. So I feel like the first hour you're like, "Whoa, this is crazy! No one's ever had this. What an experience!" Yeah. And then you're like, "Okay, I'm done." <laughs> now I have said, it's one of those where if you know you're going to go, yeah, one of the options that I said I would be down for mm-hmm. is just put me in a spacesuit, yep, up in orbit. Yeah. And then just not have my life support turn off suddenly, but just have it, like, ease out. Yeah, so you just kind of fall asleep eventually. So you just kind of fall asleep with that, like, view. Yeah. Now, the view she has is a little less inspiring. It's a little more scary. It's a little more deathy. Yeah. Um, but out there in the void is Cam. Out there in the void. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why. Just the way you said that felt. I fought for mommy. <laughs> And that's where Cam was waiting. I will Stargate be Wasteland. <laughs> Guys, because it's been such an emotional week, it's gonna be a real silly pot. Uh, or is it Origin Wasteland? Origin um, I Wasteland. Know. I don't know either. Uh, let's Important see. questions. I know. I know. <laughs> It's not Battlefield. Wait, it needs two syllables. That'd be Trey F three hundred two, but that doesn't fit. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll come back. We'll come back. We'll circle back around to it. Um, most of his systems are shut down. You yeah. see, he's barely conscious. Has a nice little head woundy there. Yep. Always good. Super sucks. Um, and it takes a moment, but they're able to finally connect on the comms, and we learn what we were left on in the cliffhanger. Oh yes. The Earth ship that was blowed up was the Korolev. Yeah, guys, sorry, I gotta tell ya, 
But if you're not on an American ship in one of these shows, <laughs> you're gonna die. Um, I'm just saying, it was its first mission. Yep. It rolled off the assembly line early. Go big or go home. You know what? You know the little, like, the, the layer that you peel off things? Yeah, they hadn't, hadn't even, even taken the, yeah, the plastic coating off of the screen. Hadn't even taken the protective peely off things. Yeah. That's how new it was. I think a bumblebee just flew up my head. Well, that's not good. I'm excited. Well, it was a bumblebee. Uh, at least it wasn't a wasp. This so is very true. Fuck those fuckers. Um, yeah, the poor Korolev. This guys, this is why you wait until the second gen. Yes. To purchase your. I've been battle bad about that ship. This thingies, whatever. Uh, look, I, look. PS fives are top of mind right now. I want people to just think about this. Yeah. Don't. Go in there, flying in, get that first gen. I uh, know we'll probably get minute. a first gen Xbox. Give it a minute. No, no. we're we're definitely not <laughs> because we are PlayStation. Um, You're a PlayStation family. We're an Xbox family. Yeah, yeah, but it's like because we 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 live the PlayStation life. We've learned not to get the first gen. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how we see it. Gotcha, gotcha. Only PlayStation noobs go first gen. I think uh, I think our thing is like thing. we just want um we just want that second Xbox that yeah. we can dual screen. Oh, gotcha. Like that's I think my main focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh we see in a flashback how close Cam called it. Right. Jumping into that F-302 and getting out of there while the ship was blowing up around him. And as far as Cam knows, Daniel was on that ship when it blew. Yep. That, so let's take a minute of, and, and think about how um, Cam, cool under pressure, yeah. always logical, Yeah. in ways that I didn't even realize until he was like, I gotta go. You will find a way off of here. 100%. He's not the guy who's like, what about Daniel? He's like, sorry, dude. Well, it's Daniel This even is not how it works. We see the flashback later that Daniel kind of did the same thing. He's like, That's what I mean. I'm going to go. Like, they're not, they're not, it's, it's, um, it's not so much that it's the opposite of like, you don't leave a man behind. Yeah. It's more that they've been so hardened to this life yeah. that they understand that it's like, we all run. Yeah. And nobody looks back. And it's also a little, especially... We'll and it's get like, to, I trust you to get there. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a second seat in the F-302, um, but there's a little bit in Cam where he's like, I either save myself or everyone dies. That's what I mean. Like, either I'm one of the... It's kind of like we come to this at the end with yeah. Braytag. It's like, look, if we're going to lose anyway, what's the point of dying? Yeah. Well, yeah. Why not be a survivor to, to, to fucking... Fight the next battle. Yep, yeah. So, we also learned that Sam and Cam had been floating out there. This is the four and a half hours. And I have to say, at least at least Cam was unconscious for those four and a half hours. Yeah. That had to have been the worst four and a half hours of uh, Sam's life. Man, imagine the conversations she had with herself. Whew. I would be talking to myself, please. I have a... I, I can't even make four or five minutes running without, like, talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be well... I think it would take me a while to hear Cam, because yeah. I'd be so far inside my own mind Where by that like, point. That's a fake Cam. Four hours in, I'd be like, oh, that voice is coming from outside of my head. Yeah. Because I get really good at going in 
inside the brain. Thankfully, um, I'm going to say this with a fair amount of confidence, that Sam, in those situations, may be a little more mentally stable than us. Oh, yeah. Like, she's just not, she's just far more aware. I think I would get so, like, I would just be talking to myself, but uh, there's that introvert quality where I just do it inside my brain. Yeah. Where eventually I would just forget that there's other people around. You've seen me work? I don't always talk in my head. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be two very different instances of what not to do. <laughs> I'm actually worried about when we finally do get back in the office uh-huh. because I have a real bad habit of talking out loud while I work right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering. I'm like, um, I pee like every five seconds. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's fine because my bathroom is ten seconds from uh-huh. my desk. Not even that. Yeah, and so <laughs> so I'm like, what am I gonna do when I go back to work in an office? No idea. I'm gonna lose like an hour out of my day yeah. just peeing. Yeah. Anyway, so we hear another voice on the comm now, and it is Colonel Emerson of the Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, Vasir is working on the beam. Uh, he has to completely rewire it, and it's the bane of his existence the entire episode because Vasir is awesome, but he's essentially worthless in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they can't rescue anyone yet. Yeah. Uh, they are able to get their sublight engines back, mm-hmm. and they tracked the Ori as far as they could. They actually only jumped into hyperspace an hour ago, so yeah. it's just three and a half hours of the Ori just fucking shit up. Fucking shit up. Yep. So, and Sam got to watch all of that. So Uh she hasn't even had four hours to sit there in her own mind. She's just had this fun three-hour torture scene. Well, I think there were just, like... I get it, whereas the Ori were instead of, of, like, fucking up the area. (laughs) Stormy's very worried about Sam. I have a hunch that they were, like... They were getting their bearings. Ah! It was a situation of like, what direction is Chulak? They were right. getting they were getting their bearings right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they sinking were their map. In the GPS. You're putting the GPS coordinates in. It's taking a while for those load. three and a half hours. Um, and Sam <laughs> is much cooler than we would be under this. Oh, uh, one billion percent. And is like, hey, I hate this all to be about me and stuff, but um, I only have a few hours of air left. Yeah. Help me, I'm dying. Which is a damn good life support pack. Yeah. Uh, Emerson's like, yeah, I know. You're about to die. We'll get back to you. Just hang out a little longer. Ha ha. Ha ha. And uh, Cam, thankfully, is in, in an F-302, so he can just fly on into the hangar bay. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to be him. Coming in. And Teal'c FaceTimes in. <laughs> yeah. Another party heard from. Sup, guys? Sup? Yeah. His ship was heavily damaged. Apparently, many, many of the ships were heavily damaged. The Odyssey has taken on as many people as their life support can hold, basically. He's like, hey, guys, I'm just FaceTiming in to let you know that I'm still alive, but not for long. Not for long. And uh, Tilk's ship can't take any more uh, people on board. And suddenly there's just Zetblast and a blank screen. Yep. (laughs) And I love how Emerson is like, "Eh, Tilk will deal with it. Let me know when he comes back. He's like, this is fine. He's just fully like... Yeah, he took a Xanax halfway through the battle. He's like, fuck this. We're good. Yeah. And uh, pretty much the only good news from the ship that Marks can give Emerson is that Cam's on board now. Yay. So that something on Teal'c's ship ended up being Teal'c is unconscious. 
And Natan now has the bridge. Oh, no. That's not good. No. It's not. <laughs> Back on the Odyssey, Cam and Emerson walk and talk, and they figure that the Ori basically left them there as survivors, as witnesses. Yeah. Look yep. at our almighty power. Yeah. Go back, tell your friends. Uh-huh. And Vasir is working hard on fixing the beam. He could be working faster if people left him the fuck alone. I mean, I get that. To keep working. I definitely get that. 100%. 100%. I'm with you, Vasir. I feel like... I feel like our code, just when people start doing that, we'll just send people a picture of Vasir. Yeah. And we'll get it. I'm gonna start doing that, yeah. Uh, and we do look at some of the Korolev crew actually did beam over to the Odyssey, but Daniel was not one of them. Yeah. So Natan and the Lucian Alliance now FaceTime into the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and Emerson's like, yeah, can you hold that till I get there? Just like, let him know we're coming. Put them on hold. Play some elevator music. Look, I get that they're mad and they want to speak to a manager, yeah. but I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> so they can't FaceTime Earth um, because they're too far away, systems doubt, etc. Yeah. Anyone smart on Earth would know shit went bad since they've missed two check-ins now. Yeah. Not that anyone on Earth could do anything because the Odyssey and the Korolev were the only ships in the galaxy from Earth, and now the Odyssey is the only ship in the galaxy from Earth. Uh-huh. Sucks to suck for us right now. How much time and energy went into making the Korolev? I mean, that's the saddest part, right? Imagine you worked on the ship for, like, however many months. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's, it's died. It it's, died. It's just gone. They blowed it up. Um, their life support on the Odyssey is going to maybe only last another day or so. Mm-hmm. And that's if they don't try to rescue any more people. So basically everything is shit. Everything is awful. Also, by the way, <laughs> there's more. There's more. Meanwhile... Uh, they chat with town, And he's basically just like, Hey, Odyssey. Cake or death. Just surrender immediately or we're going to destroy you. He's like, hey, so we're pretty mad about losing, so we're going to hit you now, okay? My favor is that Emerson is just like, Yeah, Cam, do you want to deal with this? Go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to I I talk even. to them. I have no evens. Cam's just like, hey, guys, can't we be friends? Yeah. No, they're just angry. They're like, um... I've seen this happen with the puppos before where they're mad at someone or yeah. something that's walked past and it's gone so fast and then they're like, well, then let's just fight each other. <laughs> and then we're like, that's not allowed, Torx. <laughs> uh, Natan gives no shits about anything. It's just surrender or be destroyed and he signs off. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. And the Odyssey has pretty much Maybe no weapons. Maybe you have an anger issue. Odyssey has no weapons, no yeah. shields. They're just sitting ducks. Yeah. Back on the Ori ship. Oh, right. In Creep Town. Vala is starting to recover. Mm-hmm. Clearly not doing her best at the moment, but then again, she did just, like, give birth to Antichrist. Yeah. You know? I mean, that'll fuck you up for a while. <laughs> uh, she still hasn't been able to see her daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily the prior, Toman says, mm-hmm. is going to allow her to see her daughter. Oh, boy. And when the door opens... Toman drops in worship as not a baby comes, <laughs> but a young child. Yeah, this is not nice. This is not normal times. That just says, hello, mother. 
Which... That's when you kill it. That's... (laughs) No. Just no. That makes things creepy. That just makes things creepy. Yeah. A little bit. I will say... The... If not for the given circumstances, would be a super cute kid, and that is actually Robert Cooper's daughter. Oh, you know what's funny? Um, I will say that... Damn, this kid's good, and I hate having to admit it. (laughs) Domestic partner, boyfriend, fiancé, Jesse. Yeah. Comes out of his office for, like, three seconds Uh while this is on, watches this kid, and he goes, that's not a child actor, that's someone's kid. (laughs) Literally, those were the only words out of his mouth. Yeah. I hate how good he is Yeah, it was. It was. (laughs) Apparently, uh, I... I think it was, I think I read in one of the wikis that the the young actress that they had cast, something didn't work out, oh. and they needed, like, a replacement real quick, yeah, and yeah, yeah. his daughter was the right age, yep. and, her, you know. That works. But, yeah, again, any child that age that just is like, hello, mother. Nope, don't mother me. Mom is great. I would also like to let everyone know that we had a discussion with the insects we 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 tried to parlay yeah with the cicadas we did i i did speak to uh what is it the druid spell yes speak, speak with, with insects yeah speak with insects we tried um, to talk with the queen and they're like we gotta do what we gotta do yeah we gotta sometimes we just gotta yell they just kind of just went uh they're like you. bro it's 2020 sometimes you just gotta go ah for they no also went uh we don't know what podcast is and we don't know how to uh basically they don't care or they took out their headsets and they're like bro you guys don't even chart get out of here (laughs) we don't care (laughs) so they're still around yeah um out in space sam is still just chilling still just hanging Mm -hmm. uh trying to do what she can and the one thing she can do is roll real high on perception. Yay. She's like, yeah, uh, I can see Newtown's mothership. Yeah. It's real fucked up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have weapons. You know what? You gotta love Sam that even when her life's on the line, she's like, what can I do? Uh-huh. How can I help? How can I do something in these in circumstances? So Odyssey calls their bluff, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back with Vala and creepy child. Mm-hmm. Who just comes over and heals Vala with a touch. Super cool. That's normal. Yeah. The kid knows that Vala doesn't believe. And she, you know. There's so many midichlorians in this child. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm gonna call her Annie. Oh, Annie. (laughs) Um, But this kid is so upbeat and how she's gonna help Vala find the path. Because, I mean, hollowed are the ori. What? No kid should be able to understand that. Like we all said, yeah. Those of us raised with whatever religion, we we understood prayers and you knew you some know, like you, you, basic you, you concepts. Wrote. Yeah, yeah. You you had to say um, uh, you say the Our Father. Now you I lay me down to sleep. Yeah, etc. etc. But you didn't say things like "Hallowed are the ori." I, I think the main difference is is that when you're a kid and you're saying those, it's like these are words that I'm saying because everyone is saying them and I'm supposed to say them. But you have a difference of this kid is like, no, I am the ori. Like uh, yeah, just to under yeah, 
these are the when you're a, a, an actual human kid you're like oh these are the good words that are the, what the good things uh-huh. to say got uh-huh. it whereas this kid's like or i or death <laughs> <laughs> and i'm serious about it yeah back on earth mm-hmm. we have a couple scenes we have one scene on earth yay ray tech comes for a visit yeah he's not sure of the status of either of our ships but he knows it didn't go well it's like helandry and him have a conversation that basically goes shit's bad yo yep yeah <laughs> and they gotta get some ships out there to get intel so walter dies the gate yep. and we later learn it's to head back to uh to kara on the odyssey Cam and Vasir are about to test out the beam, and since that blob that they tried to beam in was supposed to be a sandwich, <laughs> they cannot beam Sam yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Because then it would be a sandwich. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 I always, uh, this scene always reminded me of the scene in Galaxy Quest where they're, they're trying to beam the, the thing up. In, with Tim Allen still on the planet because I just blanked on his character's name yeah. and they're like, did it work? And it goes it turned inside out and exploded. <laughs> I just watched an episode, this is my first time watching this one somehow, but there's a guy, a Star Trek dude, who is very anxious and nervous and annoying. Oh, Barkley. Barkley. Yeah, yeah. And he's nervous. That's all you needed to say. I mean, maybe he's just watched a lot of this stuff and yeah. he's like, no, this is going to be bad. Yeah, I don't yeah. mean, don't be me. Yeah, don't yeah. be me, bro. Don't be me, bro. Okay. Um, anyways, Sam again hates to rush him, but she's clearly a little worried yeah. about time running out. So hey, since. Not to rush you, but dying? <laughs> since Vizier's not sure he's going to get you know, have the answer to solve the beam in time. It's time for plan B. Sam is like, look, I know, Cam, where you're going with plan B. And, like, I'm pretty sure that's not a good idea. Please do not the claw at me with the giant (laughs) spaceship. Please don't. Please don't the claw. Don't. Fine. I guess we're doing it. Fine. The claw. She's like, this is not going to work. You cannot just... It's not going to work. Cam's like, no, it's totally going to work. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to work. Shh, don't tell mom. Shh, don't tell mom. <laughs> I hope it's going to work. Yeah. It's, it's basically one of the... It's like... It really is just like this sibling thing at, at work here. Like, yeah. don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to yeah, fix yeah. it. So he, he takes over the con. He starts flying the ship towards Sam. Who, from Sam's point of view, just sees the Odyssey coming She's at coming her. coming at her, yeah. And her, oh boy, is... Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, listen, we can translate that, oh boy. Uh-huh. We know what that, oh boy, is saying. She's yeah. just going, fuck, yeah. fuck, This fuck. is bad. This is, this is real bad. No, he really is, like, this is a giant game of the claw. Yeah. Wearing, like, a, it's like trying to grab a hair. Yeah. Or, or it's like trying to pick up a needle while wearing three layers of gloves. Yeah. Like, you're like, this is fine. We'll do this. So back with Teal'c. Mm-hmm. Natan comes in with a little pain stick. Yeah. Blames all of this on Teal'c. By the way, in case you forgot, Teal'c's getting tortured. I love Teal'c's like, yeah, um, not my fault. No, you have anger Super issues. Super not my fault. Super the Ori's fault. Yeah. Uh, our only hope of defeating them is to working together, and you're not going to get anything from torturing me. Yeah. Which, to Natan's credit, he knows he's not going to get anything yeah. from torturing Teal'c. Just feels good. But it's just plain bad guy. I want to torture someone. I have someone. anger issues, <laughs> and I lost. 
first, yeah. And usually there's peons here, uh-huh. but you're much better suited for my anger. Yeah. Basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Sam is, uh, super stressing about this plan. Yeah, like, all of, like, his underlings are like, thank God Tilk's here. Yeah. Because last time he took out, like, half of my family. I know. Just decimated an entire line. <laughs> Even at minimal velocity, like, if this goes badly, Sam is a bug on a windshield. Yeah. She's not, not just good. gonna bounce off the Odyssey. No. She's like, talk as best you can, Sam. Cam promises that he's not gonna hit her on purpose. Yeah, again, look, she's just got... (laughs) I swear, I'm not gonna throw the ball at... I'm not gonna throw this lawn dot at you. I'm throwing it beyond you. It's fine. I remember having lawn darts. I just remember doing things with siblings where you're like, how are we not dead? Oh, yeah. There was one time, um... A lot of throwing people into pools. Or like, look, if I bounce you off of this thing onto the... You'll land on the bed, it'll be fine. See, we had... totally won't hit the wall. We had a couple that I, you know, won't repeat because I don't know if we've got out of the Uh statue of limitations. Yeah. My favorite... We didn't have pools. Yeah. Because, you know, we grew up in the the land of the ice and snow. Yeah. With the midnight suns and the... (laughs) Um... We would have these giant, at the end of the driveway, you'd, you'd plow your driveway. Yeah. And then the street plow would come. And so in the corners, because we got a lot of snow. Yeah. In the corners of the driveway uh-huh. would be six foot tall sometimes wow. mounds. Sometimes they weren't quite six feet tall, but they were really tall when we were Big young. tall, yeah. Here's the thing, we'd hollow them out. There's uh-huh. two of them. There's two of us siblings. Sure. So we'd hollow them out, okay? We'd have little forts. Oh. We would chuck snowballs at each other. Uh, There's ice and rocks in the middle of some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of times where we pulled each other. They're Molotov cocktails. In the face. They were Snowlatov cocktails. And, uh, you know, a little bit of blood is fine. Improvised explosives, if you will. I'm gonna, I want to make, like, you know how video games, like, you can craft Molotov cocktails? Yeah. And it always has, like, a random razor blade yeah. and, like, half a scissor sticking I'm out. I'm not throwing the snowball at my brother. I'm throwing it near my brother. I picture, like, a <laughs> snowball, like, so this little round ball of snow. But there's, like, a rock, and then, like, a little pointy thing, yeah. and then, like, twigs. That's yeah. a thing. That's yeah. a thing. I'm not throwing it at my brother. A Snowlatov cocktail. I'm just throwing it in... The presence of my brother. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You just happen to be near it. So we have this amazing, beautiful effect shot of the Odyssey moving past Sam. Who's like, can I just voice another issue? Um, The fact that if I make it past the shield into the F-302 landing bay, then all of a sudden the artificial gravity is going to kick in and I'm going to fall 30 feet, which, like, still bad. Yeah, I love... Cam's answer to that. It's like, hey, stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Vasir has it. You know, it's fine. Yeah. It's gonna grade you down. They can't go any slower. So Cam knows physics enough uh-huh. to turn on the reverse thrust at the same time. Slow it down. <laughs> yep. Sam does successfully make it into the docking bay. And Vasir starts slowing, slowly increasing the gravity. And yeah. They have successfully Yay. 
scooped up Sam. Look, you got it. I gotta say that a lot of the credit to this goes to Vasir. Yeah. Like that manual, like slowing the ship and the gravity and the blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, and and Emerson tells Cam nice flying. He's I, like, look, some days you get lucky. Yeah. I I have to say that I um I I'd, I'd like to think that Sam's move of just like lie perfectly still is because she knows that if she's injured they'll take care of it. Yeah. She's, but I think it's more just like, oh god, am I dead? Did I die? Did I die? Well, there's also just thing of when you're in zero gravity for that long. Yeah. Now, for one day, for a couple hours, it won't be as bad. Right. Um, but it's also real hard to move in those spacesuits if you're not in zero G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, my everything is numb. Yeah. Yikes. So she's resting safely in the infirmary. Cam mm-hmm. and Emerson go and check on her. Uh, and this is... This is a scene I like. So they... Cam for... We'll get to the fact. Cam's like, no sweat. I would say no sweat, but there was definitely sweat involved yeah. in this. And here's the thing. They focus on the handshake. Uh-huh. They have a very clear cut to yeah. the handshake between Cam and Sam. And I actually love it because it shows their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. If this was Daniel, if this was Jack, hell, if this, you know, Teal would have a different, but if this was Daniel, that rush in and hug. there'd be a hug. Yeah. You know, even Jack, even though they try not to admit anything, you know, there'd, there'd be, it'd be more of a clasp on the shoulder or something. And I like this where they're like, there's, these people trust each other to the exact same amount. Yeah. But it's a different type of relationship. I hear ya. It, it really is, there, it's very professional. There's clearly a lot of trust there. Clearly. Yeah. There's things that they've never seen. That they've never, but Cam and Sam have never had the opportunity to build the relationship the way, you know, Jack and Daniel yeah. and Cam and and Sam and Teal have had beers, exactly. You know, and it's just this stuff where, at the end of the day, technically Cam is her boss. Uh, I mean, he's the lead of the team. Yeah. He's not her boss. I like. You see how what I mean? They leave that very. Loose. That's what I mean. And yeah. so, but both of them are kind of in this weird position where it's like, you don't know who it's most appropriate to say, hey, let's go out for drinks. Yeah. Um, and they're both very respectful of this ranking system, this yeah. military ranking system. Whereas with the difference was Jack was the one who was like, fuck all of this. Yeah. We just, you know, our lives were just on the line. Let's go for drinks. And so he kind of set the mood. For what mm-hmm. these other relationships were built like. Yeah, I, I just really like how it's... I just liked how they acknowledge the fact, even in the short things of how they greeted each other, mm-hmm. you know? The detail of it. The detail of yeah, it. Yeah, And I the fact you. that they're conscious of it. And it's one of those where, you know, again, like you said, it's so much more... It's not, I want to say it's a working relationship, but it's not just a working professional relationship. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's something, like, much deeper yeah. than a traditional working relationship, but it's less... Sam and Daniel, for better or for worse, are, like, family to each other. Yeah. And 
you know, I get when you, even when you have a relationship like this, you know, there is like the family, you know, in the, the broader sense, but, and it's not saying that Cam and Sam wouldn't drop anything to, you know, if the situation dealt for it, sacrifice each other for the other person. Yeah. I just like that they acknowledge the difference. Yeah, that there is that there is a difference. Yeah, that there is a difference between it. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Um, there's there's nuance here. Yeah, there, there's some. It's not cut and dry. It's not very black and white. There's it's, many different types of relationships. And I feel like you know on. I can I can reflect on my own work relationships mm-hmm. and say no, there is there is nuance into yeah. all of them. There's different levels of friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I I really like that. I dig it. So no word on Teal'c yet, um, but they did get the black box data from the Korolev, and Daniel was not one of the six people who beamed off. But mm-hmm. they noticed that rings were activated Yay. at the very end. Flashback to the battle on the Korolev Bridge. They notice a slight fluctuation in the Ori shields. Interesting. That matches when their weapon fires. Oh. So Chekhov is like, let's beam some bombs on board. Yep. When the beams don't work. Yeah. I mean, it's a good idea. <laughs> Solid. Um, Daniel suggests rings. And he's going to go take care of that himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's basically just like, you get it adjusted to the nearest set of rings. We've right. seen that happen before. Yeah. They've escaped many a mothership that way. You just do like a Y Bluetooth search for any available Pretty things. much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and when the Ori weapon strikes the Korolev... There's two people there working on the bomb, and they sort of just conveniently fall away from the rings platform. Thank God. And conveniently, the bomb is on wheels. Uh-huh. And so, Daniel... It's very heavy bomb. Very heavy. Yeah. Daniel is like, this ship's about to explode. Let me jump onto this ring platform. God, a blast. You know, when you've been doing this for ten seasons, you get real good at self-preservation. Listen, and we've... We know anything on this show. Uh-huh. Look, listen... <laughs> look and listen. Look, look and listen. No one knows self-preservation more than Daniel motherfucking Jackson. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Gotta stay alive. So we then see him standing in the corridor of an Ori ship as soldiers march by, and let's just say he's in a pickle. He's uh, he's about to get uh, a little short to be a stormtrooper mode. Actually, this might be he's a little tall to be a stormtrooper. Oh, that's fair, yeah. Michael Shanks is fairly tall. Yeah, yeah. This whole cast is tall. Okay. So on Earth, um, Fun Times conversation explaining this situation to Wolsey. Oh, yes. They're like, well, the Ori ships cut through all of our best ships like they were butter. Mm -hmm. And we don't know where they are. And they could be coming here. We lost them. So that's bad. So that's where we are, and things are shitty, and uh, everything sucks. And I do love Landry's line that comes up next. Yeah, Landry is thinking... Well, the IOA, I should say. Yes, yeah. The IOA is thinking of bringing the Atlanta CPM to Earth for the Antarctic chair. And he's like, I don't really see the goddamn point in that. It's yeah. three weeks travel, and we don't know if it's going to work on the Orion yeah. ship. And then he not... What else do your useless people want to tell me? He's does it, He's like not accidentally cast some shade on uh-huh. the politicians. I do love that. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I, it, it's, again, it becomes one of those things where I'm like, tell me more about what you people who've never actually been in the situation think is a good yeah. idea to do here. 
Here's a nice difference between Hammond and Landry that I think this moment exemplifies. Hammond would have just came out and said it. Yeah. He would have had no pretense about saying it. Landry's like, I'm going to pretend for half a second. Like, half pretends. Well, that's the thing is, Hammond's direct and he's like, I could really, like, he's just going to be frank and yes. say it, whereas Lander has a little bit of fun with it. Exactly. Some flavor on it. That's what I mean. That's Throw what I mean. some stink on it. He's going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he enjoys it. <clears throat> so Vala visits her daughter's room. Oh, yes. Also, I love Vala's blue dress. It has the sleeves that I, like, dream about. Yeah. Yeah. That I wish it, I could just wear in everyday clothing. Um, but besides the fact that it's not convenient, also, there's no time in Florida where those sleeves are convenient. Yeah, no, there's like maybe a week in January where you could wear that and not die. Yeah, no, I got married during that week in January. You still yes, can't true. wear that. Fair. <laughs> I wanted those sleeves. No. Yeah. Uh, the daughter is older now. Yeah. She's like seven. She's, I was about to say, is she a preteen? She's something. Can I just tell you that, you know how I think I mentioned last episode, like, I don't know the age of children? Yeah. The only reason I know this is because it's listed, like, Adria, age seven. Nice. (laughs) Um, her room is real swank. Uh Uh-huh. She has all the ladies in waiting a little princess could want. She's a creepy little weirdo. So they sit down and eat, and Vala's like, do you have a name? And she's like, yes, you can call me the Orisai. Nope, not gonna. She's like, that's not a name. yeah. (laughs) Not going to sue. It's not a name. And she always thought that if she had a daughter, she would name it after her mother, who was a very strong woman. Uh Uh-huh. Her name was Adria. Uh Uh-huh. Which you know even that delivery... There's something there. That you was... gotta love a good Vala um, <laughs> deception. Nice little pause? Yeah. Uh, she didn't have to pause. We would have known that was deception. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you gotta love when Vala rolls for deception. She's just so good at it. She's she just has like, such yes. a high... She could roll a nat one and it would still be like 15. She'd be like, that's okay because I'm me. Yeah, <laughs> one of those moves. Also that rogue reliable talent. Yep. So... Adria catches on. She likes the name, but she quit just catches on like, you just think naming me is going to humanize me. Uh-huh. Children don't talk that way. No, children aren't that aware of their humanity, maybe. But again, maybe we've just been very lucky and not had to be. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd make an argument now that maybe not all children are human yet, but oh, they're growing into their humanness. They're still becoming. They're still becoming. And we learned the Ori wove their knowledge into her genetic makeup. That's not... Or at least as much as a human brain could hold. Yikes. And she's the closest to an Ori as she could be in the form of flesh and blood. <laughs> no. Hey, look, an episode title. No. Just no. Not and gonna love it. some part of her is from Vala, and Vala, you know, is her mother... She tries to basically mom her into no mass murdering crusade. I do love, I do love Vala pulling the mom card. <laughs> it's like, look, Vala, what you don't understand is you cultivate to this level of mom card. Yeah, that's not an instantaneous thing. You gotta yeah. earn that. Yeah, you gotta start with the small things. Like, yep. don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> don't eat that. Stop touching whatever that is. Stop. Well, but she doesn't have time to go through Fair. that. 
I mean, this kid is already on a mass murdering crusade. I mean, that's true. And she's hours old. Yep. And then Andrea, Andrea, Andrea starts spouting off all the dogma of the Ori and how the ancients are like the ones lying and how good the Ori are and how those who don't believe must be destroyed for the good of all. Can I just say fuck this kid? <laughs> yes. My goodness. Yes. Val's like, you actually believe all that? You just are a bunch of lies. And Andrea is way more concerned that Vala would believe the ancients over her own daughter. Wow. Like, like what have they done to earn your trust? And she's like, about as much as you I have I do kids. love that answer <laughs> from Vala. At the end of the day, she's still Vala. Yeah. She's no dummy. And Andrea, respond, Andrea that spawns that in the end, only Vala can decide the fate of her own soul. She's a brat. Yeah, a little bit. And that's saying it nicely. Yeah. Back up with the Odyssey. All right. Two more motherships come in to back up the Lucian Alliance. Mm -hmm. And Atan again comes over with the cake or death option. <laughs> Bro, you gotta let this go. Like, yeah. I don't know what more to tell you. Cam radios to Sam about, like, hey, you got hyperdrive yet? She's like, nope. Yeah. And the ships are powering their weapons. Hey. Once Vala gets back to her own room... There is a Daniel hiding in the corner. And then they fucked. Just kidding. Just but that's what I wanted to happen. <laughs> she goes, I gotta, I gotta think We gotta get else. this done first, then we'll get to the plot. Yeah. He's like, be quiet. It's a long story as to why I'm here. Mm -hmm. Vela's like, I got my own long story. Yeah. For you, mister. So I had a baby. Uh -huh. And she always figured that her father would go on about how you nurture your children and you raise them and you teach them. And then all they're going to do is just go on and break your heart. And I figured that was being tainted by the fact that I, Vala, was my father's <laughs> yeah. daughter. But no, my daughter is hours old and already held on to domination of the galaxy. Yay! The Ori used Vala to sneak one of their own in. Mm -hmm. And to cheat the Ascended Rulebook. Yep. They created a human representative with their knowledge to lead their armies, you know, much more than the Dosai. Like, that's just a pawn. The priors yeah. and them are just pawns. This is, like, frickin' knows all the all the players. Well, I love the, what Vala says. She's complicit. Yeah. She's part of this. So they cheated. They cheated. They did their own thing. Yeah. Again, they cheated. They lied. Because that's what they're good at doing. She's the mouthpiece of propaganda. And she's genetically altered to age into a full-grown figurehead in a day or two. And this is my favorite line, or part she has, is that if she takes after her mother in any way, Origin will be a lot more appealing to males of the galaxy. And I will add women in there, too. Yep. I mean, I'm just saying that it's smart to choose someone that charismatic and attractive yeah. to house, uh, you know, your weird, creepy child. Like, it's, it's one of those really sad truths in life is that, like... Sometimes looks matter. Well, yeah, I mean, at some point, old creepy dude is not going to gain you any more followers. No. But hot, charismatic woman probably can. I mean, just hot, charismatic. How charismatic? I mean, think of the number of cults and the people leading them. It was just a bunch of charismatic All of people. them have... That is one thing cult leaders have in common. Charisma, Charisma. is at a 20, if not higher. They're just, you know, chaotic evil about yes. it. Yes. And, and listen, Vala has a 20 in anything. It yeah. is charisma. Oh, yeah. 
With like a bonus magic item just because. Just to get that up to like a 22. Yeah. You know? So, um, Adria know that Vala isn't agreeable in all this. Mm-hmm. And she's not just telling Vala where the ship is going or anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, in case you couldn't figure out. Adri is not her mother's name. Yeah. It's her stepmother's name. Yeah. She was a bitch. <laughs> Just when you were thinking, this is a really cool name, don't use it. Don't use it, ever. <laughs> I do love that she already could sense that this was, like, my daughter is not going to be a good person. <laughs> yeah. This is an awful thing. Uh, what's that movie that's really heavy? Um... With Tilda Swinton, I think. We need to talk about Kevin. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that one. this woman who knows that her child is not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's strange is that with all of this knowledge, all of this power, Adria is still a child. She is still a little girl who just above all else wants her mom's approval. And Vala's like, I can use that shit. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) and and that's the thing is Vala's always looking for an in. Uh Uh-huh. She's always trying to find a way. Uh, so Daniel is more concerned at the moment with getting off the ship. Mm. Um, Daniel then has to hide quickly, dive into the other, ye old other side of the bed route <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as Toman comes in. And it's just, like, you know, he did this so smoothly. You're like, how many times have you done this before? I mean... I mean, you dastardly dude, you. Sometimes Daniel's not here for a long time. Yeah. He's just here <laughs> for a good time. Sometimes he just visits planets and he's just like, what's up? I'm just hanging Some, out. I mean, you know, what's the saying? With sailors got a woman in every port? Yeah. He's, well, that's how you gotta, um, when he does his off-world studies, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things you gotta study. You know, listen, to fully understand the culture. You really must immerse yourself. <laughs> that sounds so dirty. I did not realize how dirty that. But you know what? There was a lot of that immersing. Works. That works. A lot it's of fine. immersing. Okay. Fine. Anyway, I do. I, I, in the same route that Daniel is used to diving on the other side of the bed, Vala is used to. She knows how to distract a man. Oh, sure. Just when in doubt, pounce on him. Yep. That always works. He will not check the other side of the bed at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's nothing there for you. Come look at me. So three more motherships jump out around the Odyssey this time, backing it up. Okay. And it's Braytac, <laughs> who's already tells the Illusion Alliance, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Hey, they... I remember we told you about this. And we stopped doing it. <laughs> and then we see it. It's not really a battle, but... The this is where it's hard to tell when a whole bunch of people on different sides have the same motherships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raytan's ship is destroyed, and it's kind of hard to figure out for a second who is firing on yeah. who. Yeah. But the other Lucian Alliance ships were the ones that blew up Natan's ship. Okay. And Vasir was able to beam Tilka at the last moment, mm-hmm. and basically it was one of those where they evacuated the ship. They didn't want it to be salvaged, so they just destroyed it and ran. Got it. Got it. It's yeah. one of those weird ones where it's like, okay, Tilka saved, let's move forward. And that's kind of what I feel like it was. It was yeah. like, we need to move the storyline yeah, along. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let's just keep going. Tilka has been, is okay. He's mm-hmm. been better. He's fine. Yeah. Toman and Vala are having a heart-to-heart about 
how Vala still doesn't believe, even after everything she's seen. And Daniel's just hiding out there listening to all this. Wow. He's like, this is awkward. Um, Vala asks Tobin, why, like, why are you still here? Like, you know I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why? But Tobin loves her. And he really does believe that he can help save her soul. Yeah, that's such a tough one. Because it's like, man, somewhere in there is almost a good person that's just so fucking misled. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of Toman's character, like... Yeah. He is a... You know... I'll kind of relate it to this, and I don't think it's a direct correlation, but it's just because one of the pop culture things that we've been doing is we are rewatching Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Nick the thing that I find great about this is... Walt is a quote-unquote good guy who's actually a bad guy the whole time. Yeah. And Jesse is quote-unquote a bad guy who's actually a good guy the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what um, Toman is here. Tommy is he's little Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, like, he's just kind of been put in a situation where there's... Yeah. He can't win. He can't win. Like, deep down, he's a good dude, and in a different situation, he would be a good dude. He's just a good dude that does shitty actions. Yep. Uh, and that's when the lights change. They drop out of hyperspace, and Toman has to go on to duty. Yeah. And <laughs> duty. And Vala <laughs> was really hoping to be able to save him. Mm-hmm. Braytac and Cam uh, greet Teal'c and Sam in the infirmary. Glad he's alive, but real bad news. Yeah. We figured out where the Ori ships went. No time to celebrate. Things are bad. They're over Chulak. Yeah. In Chulak. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and we see a great air battle happening over the skies of mm-hmm. Chulak. Back on the Odyssey, in what is... I, This scene, Teal'c is so great in this scene. He doesn't say a goddamn word. He just stands there. He just stands there in the process of him checking out his arm, checking out his shoulder, taking his sling off. In the look of determination, he's like, you guys can talk whatever you want to fucking talk about. Yeah. Like, I'm... You guys... I don't need to say what I'm going to do, because you guys know. He's not interested in anything but just going to the next step of what he Uh needs to do. But I love that slow process of, my hand's fine. It's probably dislocated. It's fine. How bad does it hurt? I can still shoot things. Yeah. Um... Braytech assumes that they chose Tulak because it's where the Jafal Rebellion began. And we get this great coming geography mm-hmm. of what things are going to be. <laughs> Cloak ship's going to stay near the Supergate. Can't do much, but at least no more Ori ships come through. Yeah. Um, the Odyssey, once it gets hyperdrive back, it needs to head home for repairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it broke. He's like, hey, I wish I could help, but yeah. dying. Dying. Um, so there's three motherships that are going to head to Chulak with no backup. Yeah. Because everyone else is defending Takara. It's basically just a moment to realize how super thin everybody is stretched. Yeah. And Cam and Sam says they're going to go with mm-hmm. Braytac. Yep. Because three motherships is nothing against those four other ships, but Braytac pins it. He's like, I don't care if it's a suicide mission. I can't just sit there and let the brothers and sisters. I, yeah, I can't go out fall. fighting. Yeah, I gotta go out fighting. Um, Emerson calls it a suicide mission, and. Yeah, and uh-huh. so, therefore, um, 
What's your point, man? On top of everything else, if there is a slightest, remotest chance that Daniel is on those ships, he's going to need help. Yep. Marcelines, you can't actually believe that Daniel's alive on one of those ships. Jesus, of course we do. It's Daniel. Yeah, Cam has, like, you don't know Daniel like we know Daniel. Yeah. Um, And the whole group of them rings away. It's like. Emerson, I don't know if you've seen this, but his name is in the main credits. Yeah. So he's going to be alive. Not only that, but, like, he's been killed off a number of times at this point. Yeah. We've been counting. He's got, like, a solid four or five lives left. Yeah. So we see the Ori ship pretty much landing on a city in Chulak. Yeah. Bala watches the soldiers pass, and... Uh, Daniel at the window realizes where they are because mm-hmm. he recognizes Julak. Yep. And he's like, well, slight benefit. Everyone's going to be distracted fighting outside the ship. Yep. So we can get off the ship. Yeah. And Vala knows that they have an opportunity here in the process of getting off the ship to take Adria to which turn is, her against the Ori and have her become their own weapon. Which is absolutely what my brain would go to as well. Yes. Big if Daniel's like, I mean, that's as good a plan of any at this point. Yeah. But we do need to get Daniel a better disguise. Uh Uh-huh. And as they sneak their way through the hallways, um, Toman does see them. Yay. Very noticeably. That's great. It's definitely conflicted. Mm Mm-hmm. Brightech's ship is a bit of a skeleton crew, and I'm really hoping, considering we only beam the four of them off the ship, I'm hoping that skeleton crew is just the four of them. We, yeah. You know, that they didn't just leave yeah, to yeah, follow the like, ship to die. Suck, guys. We're gonna go. Uh, getting the ships from the council was a task enough. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have anyone to fill them with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Cam's all four noble deaths. Great way to go. But, yeah. like, kind of would prefer that heroic death to, like, have a point. Yeah, not just die for the sake of die. Yeah. Because they are outgunned. So we had... Um, outmanned. Outnumbered. Outnumbered out plans. They're gonna make an all-out stand, but they're gonna need bombs. They're gonna need all of the bombs. Uh, we had a TPK once in the D&D game, and there was a possibility of saving one person. Yep. But the player was concern because it's like but everybody else is like yes yeah so get out Go. <laughs> otherwise it's pointless that we all die exactly getting this one player out um so they're gonna try to duplicate the Corlov's plan because they at least got off the black box yeah. what they were trying to do yeah, yeah yeah so they come out of hyperspace they're gonna shove a bomb up the tailpipe of the Orion <laughs> yeah. ships up the butt up the butt <laughs> Guiding bolts up, up the, the butt. Um, and they're going to blanket the radio waves for Daniel. Yep. And we see, mm-hmm. Braytek does not see, as Cam pats Braytek on the shoulder. Oh, yeah. The planting of a small device on his Just armor. Just a little baby one. It's a nice little sleight of hand there. What did you think it was? A tracker? A tracker? Yeah. Okay. Which is basically what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, it was one of those, like, you know how all of the SG team has trackers on them now? Yeah, because we've, we've had many conversations yeah, with the ethos. Yeah, and they've been ethos. trying to tracker Braytech, and so I was just like, I actually didn't give it too much thought. I was just like, it's a tracker. Yeah, it's a plot device. Yeah. 
So Daniel, who is now dressed as an R.I. soldier, yeah, um, they don't know if Adria has powers like the Priors do, and I was like, "Bitch, you just saw her heal you." Yeah, you literally—that's what she's here for. She healed you. Yeah. Um, but then she's trying to get Adria's back to the door. Daniel's gonna come in firing, and I do love Vala trying to remember, like convincingly that that weapon totally stuns and the other weapon totally kills. One of the other things works, uh, you know, just uh, try it once and see what happens. Yeah. So Andrea is now a tween. Yeah. Which, I mean, automatically going to be more of an issue. Already annoying. Already over it. Sitting in the dark mm-hmm. uh, until she just I lights some torches annoying. with her mind. Yeah. Well, and I love that she does it in that surly preteen teen fashion where her mom's like, it's dark in here. And she's like, fine, here's some light. <laughs> Gah. You know, the only thing better than like, like a, a weirdly non kid with extraordinary power is uh-huh. is a preteen, the preteen version. Yeah. A preteen version. A surly adolescent version of this. <laughs> Um, and I echo Vala's nervous laugh here. I really like that nervous laugh yeah, as yeah, the torches yeah. are lit. Andrea has a headache from too much knowledge being dumped in her brain. Hmm. So. Stupid human brain. Stupid human brain. So, uh, Braytech and the rest of SG-1's plan starts. Once the three Jaffa ships come out of hyperspace, two ships lure some ore eyes off, and the other one preps the bomb to beam in. Just a bunch of war happening. Yeah, and... Vala, meanwhile, is looking out over Chulak, asking Adri if she has any interest in the planet that she's mm, conquering right mm-hmm. now. She's like, I mean, I know of the Jaffa, and knows that they're proud people, and they were confused about how to get to salvation, and they were misled by parasites posing as gods, but in their hearts they know ascension is the goal of existence. Is it, though? So Vala asks, like, cool, 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 so why are you slaughtering them? Yeah. Reasons, Mama. So Sam radios for any Coral of Survivors, and we mm. see Daniel hears it on the radio and is like, I mean, I'm here. I'm good. Not now. Yeah. Uh, do no what you time want. To talk. Do what you want to the ships in orbit. I'm on the planet. Long um, story. Radio silence. Please don't call me. I've set my phone to do not disturb. <laughs> I'm trying to stealth here. And then we see the first Jaffa ship destroyed. Yay. Um, Tech is able to close in on the ship to get in range. They do the whole plan. They bring over the bomb and nothing happens. Yay. This is going to suck. So that's how should we say not good. Nope. It's terrible. Adrian just continues that, well, the Jaffa must embrace their destiny with the teen attitude towards the parents telling her mother... Please, mother. In that yeah, tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, in many cases, get a little punishment back towards the kid. If you weren't so fucking scared of it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. If it was a normal team. Yeah. Um, so where you take your phone away. That hallowed I the Ori is only to be said by those who believe in the Ori. Uh, Creep, creep. Vala's like, no, you're totally convincing me. Like, I'm totally starting to believe. And says louder, hollowed are the ori. Uh 
And instead of Daniel coming in the door armed, Daniel comes in Yay. with Toman having Daniel at weapon point. Is it weird? It's weird. I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. That in my heart, I wish that we could save Toman because I want to see what the the relationship looks like between Toman and Daniel and Vala. Yeah. Like, I want them to be a thruple. A thruple. Would be a good thruple. Just be an interesting thing. That's all. Well, okay. also, just again, because we know that Toman is inside a good guy, you know, just to save the good guy. Mm-hmm. So on orbit, the other Jaffa ship is destroyed. Yep. And Cam just tells them, like, look, get Daniel and let's GTFO. Yeah. But that is not the plan, Braytek says, with a very calm resoluteness that should basically frighten everyone. Yep. Yep. Yikes. Teal knows what is exactly about to go down. Uh-huh. Cam's like, this is not the good kind of crazy. Um, hey, Teal, can you talk to Braytek? Teal's like, nah, I'm good with this. He's like, look, I've dealt with crazy before, and I understand crazy. I've been my shares of crazy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is not the right time for this kind of crazy. Um, instead, Sam tries a different route, tries some common sense that, like, you're not going to actually damage the Uri ship in any way. You're just going to bounce off the shields. Yeah. And Cam knows this is Braytech ship. <laughs> Cam knows they tagged along on this mission, but maybe it's better to die in battle. Yes, but also I was Cam was never hoping to find out if it's better to die in battle. Well, and not when it's a certain loss either. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no point in dying when you know you're going to lose anyway. It's not like you're like, well, I'm going to die, but it's going to give an opportunity for are the good guys to win. It's yeah. like no, you're no. just going to die. And none of this convinces Braytac. Mm-hmm. So Adria just without a care in the world orders Daniel's death. Kill the non-believer. And Bella's like, no, wait. That's not how we do things. We don't kill people. <laughs> Listen, look at me. Look Leave at me. it. Leave it. Adria's like, no, I said kill him. Yeah. So Toman shoots. But instead, Vala pushes Daniel out of the way and takes the shot. Yep. Which I think speaks a lot to Vala. Well, yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, Vala's a good guy. She's got this sense of self-preservation, yes, but she knows what the bigger stakes are. And Um, that's why I find it interesting, how many people would Vala have done that for? Because I don't know if the list is long. I think it's like two. Yeah. It's like Daniel and... Someone else we don't know. Yeah. Like maybe her dad. I don't know. Um... So, both Adria and Toman immediately rush to Vala's side as when she falls, and Adria starts healing her. But before before Adria can finish, since they're both distracted, Daniel just goes ahead and knocks them both yep, out of the stun. Again, this is a Jack move that we've learned that he's yeah. good at. He's like, this is my chance. I've learned I've learned from the best. Yep. Um, she's like, couldn't you have like waited until she was healed me? He's yeah. like, no, they Too were distracted. Risky. Too risky, yeah. And no, Daniel was never going to leave Vala and grab Adria. Yeah. That never, would never have happened. Never. That absolutely never have happened. When suddenly there's a line of fire at the door and a prior. Yikes. And then, like, the cavalry 
Emerson and the Odyssey show up. Yay. And Cam is like, beam us the fuck out of here. Let's go. And you see this look of determination, frustration, and contained rage all playing across Braytek's extremely calm face. This is one of those where... It's one of those really, to me, kudos to the actor because of how subtle Tony plays it. Yeah. Because you have a character who is so, for lack of a better word, zen. So yeah. cool under pressure. He's controlled. So controlled that it takes delicate care mm-hmm. to portray that much frustration and rage across a character who one of their main traits is staying that... Well, it's like, imagine a person who is so zen that instead of hitting highs of tens, their highs go to threes. Yeah. Because they're so zen. Yeah. So now imagine that person trying to mentally deal with a four, if you will. Uh And how do you show that? Yeah. Because it's not wild. It's not a streetcar named Desire Stella yelling out. It's just there. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. So the device can plant it as a transporter beacon, just in case. Yeah. So they all beam out. The ship does. They were beamed out the last second. The ship does crash into the Ori ship and yep. just blows up at their shield. Yeah. We have no indication the Ori ship was hit in any way. We don't prove no. it wasn't. But from what but... we can tell, it. We don't know that it helped either. Yeah. So the prior just walks through the fire. Yep. That's and fine. It's magic fine. fire. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And Daniel's weapon does nothing. Yep. All power is drained from it. So Daniel's like, well, I still have my sidearm. You can't charge this shit. Just kidding. Points it at Adria. Valo yells no. Yeah. As the prior rips the gun with his mind. Yikes. And Daniel can tell he's about to get beamed out. Uh-huh. So he just grabs Vala. Yeah. The Odyssey beams them both out as the Odyssey heads into hyperspace. Woo! With a Ori shot trailing them. Now what the fuck do we do? <sighs> yeah. In the infirmary later, Vala is like, dude, you should have grabbed Adria. No. That Daniel's was never like, gonna happen. No, I'm thinking I should have shot her. I should have killed her. <laughs> Sam is a little off-put going, I mean, you you, you just said you wanted to kill a child. Daniel's like, no, no, it's no, not, no, no, no. It's not a real child. <laughs> That's not a child. No. Don't worry. That's She's a cheater on the rules. Rosemary's baby. She's going to be fully grown in a few days. Yeah. And Teal'c laments that there's no rules in war. And Cam's like, this isn't a war. Yeah. In war, there's two sides fighting. This is just one side losing. Yeah. Ouch. It's just a lot of licking our wounds right now. Yeah. And going, what the fuck could do we do next? And Sam calls back to season one. And she's like, look, most of us didn't think we had a chance when we opened up the Stargate Mm -hmm. and the Gould ruled the entire galaxy. Yeah. And Cam's not saying he's going to give up. He's going to fight till his dying breath. Mm -hmm. They just need a new plan. Like a really fucking good new plan. Yep. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to see more of it. I will say this. When we next see Adria. Uh Uh-huh. I won't say who's playing her. She's an adult. She she is an adult. I will say you know the actress who plays her. Interesting. And it is extremely good casting. Interesting. Yeah. 
I like it. Yeah. I'm ready. But I think I'm going to have to wait, like, what, three episodes? You have three episodes. And what's funny, actually, is... So this was 1920, and then one was the three-parter. Atlantis actually has 21 and 2 as a three-parter. But the third episode is not such a direct to be continued. Okay. It is... But it's not as bad. So I still think we can just do the next three episodes of Atlantis and then start flipping back and forth again. This is going to be a tough one to flip back and forth for because it's the last season of Stargate. It is. And I'm going to die trying not to watch them. Yeah. It's going to be really fucking tough. You've made it this far. It's so close. Um, This was great. I I really just want to see how the show ends. It's really where I'm at. It's like, what's going to go? How's it go down? Yeah. How does how do things end? Yeah. Because clearly the Stargate program doesn't end altogether. No, it does not. Because Atlantis. Non spoiler, the Stargate program does well, not end. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see who goes where, what happens to who. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. But first But first. What's next? Um, we have Atlantis season two Inferno. Burm, burm, burm. Um no wait. This is so. This is episode nineteen of Atlantis. Yes. Okay. So we have two episodes before, like one episode and then the finale and yes. then the premiere. Yes. Got it. Okay. Inferno. Got it. Dante's Inferno. Yep. Got it. Nine circles of hell. Uh, the next nine episodes. You know, I'm ready. I will say this: it's more, uh, it's more. Dante's or is it like a disco inferno? It's more Dante's peak than Dante Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, this was fun. Hey guys, thanks Actually, for this. It's fairly Dante's peak. Awesome. Non-spoiler. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I don't remember Dante's peak very well, so this is fine. The only scene I really remember is the grandmother in the lake of acid. Oh my god, um, amazing. Um, thank you for letting us just yammer on <laughs> forever um, for years for for five fucking years yep um we'll see you next week with atlantis dante's inferno because that's what i've called it now <laughs> except it's actually just inferno i'm just gonna start calling it avernus avernus aka avernus the gang goes to hell yep um until then yes Find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Uh, email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. I still have a few emails I have to get back to, I promise I will. Um, Patreon. Pa- Patreon. No Place Like Terra. Rate us, like us, review us. My words are failing. I talk too much. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. You know, the things. We love you guys. Take care of yourself and each other. Stay safe. Thank you.